Harry, I have no idea where this will lead us, but I have a definite feeling it will be a place both wonderful and strange. I need to switch my brain over. Give me a second. All right. My brain is being switched. I was doing the Twin Peaks theme song for you. Oh, oh, here, keep doing it. Okay, okay. Okay. I'm back. Thank you. Now, for listeners, Tess and I always record. We always record this podcast, Same Peaks, y'all, and our other podcast, Same Team, y'all, back to back. So by the time we get to the second one, sometimes I'm a little tired, but listening to your music, I feel like I got brought back. Um, You were transported. Tess, you want to tell all of our friendly listeners? What the heck is the deal with this podcast? What's the deal? Same beats, y'all. So this is a podcast where two librarian geeks talk about the TV show Twin Peaks once every few weeks. And I'm Tess, and I really love the television show Twin Peaks. And I said to my friend Eric, hey, Eric, I think you should watch this show and we should do a podcast. He had never seen the show before. And I think it took him a little while to get sold on it. But now I think he's in it. He's in it for the long haul with us. <laughs> hey, I'm Eric, and I'm in it for the long haul. Uh, we've started, if we have any new listeners, uh, we start at the very beginning. So we're going through each of the episodes of Twin Peaks um, in order of release. And the episode that we're discussing today is... Season 2, episode 18. Mm-hmm. And the arbitrary title is On the Wings of Love. Oh, Go- it's a good title. <laughs> good job, Germans. Yeah, there's a lot of love in this episode. This, I... <sighs> Real quick, did you watch this episode? <laughs> Thank you, Tess. <laughs> I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. I did. I watched it this good. morning. Good, I'm and I, I also watched it this morning. It was a nice way to start my day. It was very nice. I think, um, are you the log lady this time, right? I am the yeah, log lady. Yeah. But real quick, I do have some updates oh, for you. Thank you. I have some updates. Um, we... In the last episode, we had several questions that we needed to resolve, and I said, I'll look that up for this episode, and I did. So wait, you're telling me you did actual research? (laughs) We are like, wait... Did you write this into your diary? <laughs> the secret diaries, but, which if you want to win <laughs> Tess and Eric's secret diaries, the notebooks where I write down all my notes for each episode of Same Peaks Y'all, you can enter by emailing us at samepeaksyall at gmail.com. And you'll also win. What was the other thing we decided? Oh, you will also win, of course, an Amazon gift card mm-hmm. and a St. Peaks Y'all pin that you can wear, a nice button that you can wear on all of your denim, ja- your fur-lined denim jackets. <laughs> each 
email that you give us per episode of the cast will get you an entry into the raffle and the raffle is going to end in when we're done this podcast yeah so <laughs> it's quite a while this is by the way listeners write in is this a ridiculous idea so one of our listeners did write in and said it <laughs> okay. was a ridiculous okay. idea <laughs> thank you okay i'm ready for those updates this okay is, this is ridiculous <laughs> in our last episode we had a question about what you call a person who makes wine because <gasps> i mentioned that kyle mclaughlin makes wine my guess was a whiny air right? <laughs> yes the, um, it's actually a winemaker. Winemaker. Yeah. Oh. I had guessed, I think I had guessed Vinter, which is a, uh, that's me mispronouncing the word Vintner, which is an old timey word for a wine merchant. You were really close. I was close. I was close. But uh, that's a merchant, not necessarily a Did any listeners wine. tell us what a winey A is? <laughs> no. What does that mean? <laughs> I think you made it up. Ah. Um, you had asked if Mr. Pinkle is the same Mr. Pinkle mm. who sold Bobby and Shelly some janky uh, medical equipment, and it is. It's Whoa. the same Mr. Pinkle, played by David L. Lander of uh, Laverne and Shirley, Shirley fame. Yeah. Tess, did you know that? I didn't know it. Hey. I looked it up, and I was very interested to find out that Mr. Pinkle, in addition to selling janky <laughs> medical equipment, is also a expert on the pine weasel, and he is also a taxidermist. Uh, Apparently, uh, in the episode where, um, a very early episode, I believe it's the same episode where Pete uh, tells Harry and Coop famously not to drink the coffee, mm -hmm. uh, he mentions that he had something taxidermied by, I don't know, like Tim and Tom's taxidermy or something, and that one of those people is Mr. Pinkle. So we don't know if he's Tim or Tom. I think he's Tim. He's Tim Pinkle, I believe, and I believe uh, that taxidermied weasel that we saw was probably some of his work. Where is Tom Pinkle? (laughs) I don't know. Highlight it. (laughs) It's a mystery. Um, You asked if there is such a thing as a pine weasel, and I did not know there is such a thing as a pine weasel. It's also called an American Martin weasel, but... The animal that is on the television show is not a pine weasel. The animal on the television show is a ferret. Oh. Uh, so the reason that the pine weasel looks like a ferret is it, because it's a ferret. There is such thing as a pine weasel, but on the TV show, it is played by a ferret, probably because a ferret was easier to What's train. What's the name of that weasel? Or the American Martin. The American Martin. Yeah. Yep. And uh, lastly, last update, you we had a question about how old Heather Graham is so that you can stop feeling guilty Thank about you. finding By her. By the way, as I was watching this episode, I was feeling very guilty. <laughs> you did not need to feel guilty. She was 21 during the show. Now, I know Tess, that's kind of young. Tess, I'm, I'm 34, 34. I feel a little guilty about <laughs> okay, that you still. Can, you can feel a little guilty. How old is Heather Graham today, though? There's an age difference. Oh, I didn't look that up. I'm so sorry. That's next episode. Next episode, you're going to find out. Um, And I had said, I felt like this was her first acting. It is not her first, but it was very early in her career when she was 21 years old. And by the way, Sherilyn Fenn, who plays Audrey, who is a high schooler, was 26 Uh, during the filming of But she was playing a high schooler, so they were like, let me ask you this. This, um, what's the segment? Just called Updates? Updates. Are you going to keep doing updates? (laughs) Sure. I really enjoy it. As long as they come up in the show, we'll do some I really enjoy that. That's a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, We got some emails. Um, there's some folks who uh, have responded to our um, <gasps> to our contest. Oh my goodness! Um, now the first email that I want to read to you is from Chris Lozenge. 
Now, uh. Chris Lozenge would request that we not call him Chris Lozenge anymore. Well, he was just curious. He doesn't like that name? I don't think it's that he doesn't like it. I think he was just curious if he could get like a maybe like a sexier upgrade like than than being associated Cr- with the Chris, Lozenge. Chris Lozier. Chris, <laughs> ah, Chris Lo- uh, Lozier. Uh, shoot, what's the word I'm trying to say? Whinier. No, no. What's the sexy clothes girls wear? Ooh, I don't know. Chris Lingerie. Oh. That's a sexy upgrade right there. <laughs> That's not really, I think, what he had right in Right now, uh, he's like shaking mind, his but... head. I hear him shaking his head at us. <laughs> he, he's the one who mentioned to us that it was probably ill-planned Ill to start a contest now in which we are collecting emails for every single episode. I think we can do it. I think we're fine. Oh, I've got it under control. He thinks it's too far. Yeah, too, too far in advance because we still have a few more episodes of season two. We've got the books. we got the movie. we got all of the return to go. But I'm on it. I'm on it, Chris. The, the only thing is... No worries. And Chris... What are we going to call Chris? Well, Does so he have a he suggestion? Had a suggestion. Okay. And his suggestion was... Um, uh, Herophant, Chris, or maybe Chris Herophant. And a hero, do you know what a Herophant is? Herophant. A Herophant is a uh, interpreter of sacred writings, oh. but it's kind of. Is he interpreting our writing? Well, it's kind of. Uh, I think the word Herophant is mostly used in uh, tarot readings. Are you familiar yes. with tarot cards? So there is a Herophant card, and it's usually a depiction of the Pope. Yes, the... I am familiar with tarot cards. <laughs> <laughs> right in at Peaks, y'all, at gmail.com. And he shared a tarot card. I guess there was a tarot deck that was inspired by Twin Peaks, and the Herophant is Major Briggs. I'm going to show you that. Isn't that cool? Mm. So we'll think about it. We'll Herophant, Chris. I, the only thing is it doesn't roll off the tongue. That's it the only problem. Chris like, Lawson. It's lozenge really Lozen- off that Well, tongue. lozenges literally roll off the tongue <laughs> when you put them in your mouth. Hero fan, Chris. We can call him Hero Chris. I like it. Is that acceptable? Yeah, Hero Cr- Chris. Chris, right? I also like Chris lingerie, but. <laughs> I told him I'd have to run it past you because I didn't know if the lozenges were canon yet. But <laughs> wait, what are not, what's not canon? What do you mean? Lozenge, his name. Lozenge. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I thought it. It's pretty darn close. Well, Chris, we'll, we'll try to call it. you Hero Chris. Hero Chris. Or- so we we got best friend Chris, who I also heard from. He oh. put in he put in his entry, and he said that he would put our secret diaries on his shrine. <laughs> best friend Chris is so cool. But I then, can't believe it. But then I we also heard from Hero Chris, and uh, Hero Chris uh, has offered up his services to us. Okay. He knows a lot about Twin Peaks, and he'd be interested in guesting on an episode. Oh. Um, he, he said specifically he would like to do maybe the Fire Walk With Me episode where we talk about the movie, Fire Walk With Me, um, or he, he is also interested in maybe episode one of The Return. So I thought I'd run that past you if we want to get in touch with Chris. How far are we from Fire Walk With Me? We're on episode 18. Uh, episode 22 is the finale. And then I don't know when you want to watch that movie. Yeah. I probably You should probably watch it maybe right after the finale. Yeah. So we're a few episodes um, away. I think that's fine. I know. We are... So... Inside inside podcasting, we're sort of uh, trying to figure out the best way to do guestings because we had JR on, and while I really liked that episode, the sound quality was not 
really that great. And I think we're gonna have Jr. on again, and we're gonna tr- we're gonna experiment with the sound yes. quality. We've got the audio scientists working on it <laughs> behind the scenes. We, I've even figured out ways to get it working because I've got all my tarot cards out. And I am uh, uh, using them to predict how our audio quality is going to be. Test, test. Oh, this is funny. The, right. um, anyway, we're, we are working on that. And, and Chris, hero Chris, um, yeah, sure. It's a date. Okay. All right. We will have hero Chris on in the future. We'll be reaching out to you. I like the idea. Well, I really liked having JR as a guest. I thought that worked really well, you know? And I think it's fine having... Uh, a guest on the cast, as long as that works for you. Yeah, you know? well, we will if, reach out and figure out what kind of equipment situation we have going on with two Hero of us, Chris. Which one's Truman and which one's Coop? You and me? Yeah. Are we both Coop? <laughs> I was so, going to say so, we're both Truman. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, need to, we need to find a Coop to lead ver- us. Very low opinion of us. <laughs> no way. You and I are Coop, and then the third person gets to be the Truman. <laughs> Um, he, man, Chris is on another level. Hero Chris? Hero Chris is on another level. We might need to create a level beyond Jeff Goldblum for Hero Chris. I'm just letting you know. Because he, he told me, he gave me some information about logs and the weight of logs and how that might, like, play into how Josie's body lost weight upon her death and perhaps her soul leaving her body. And I'm having trouble understanding it because librarians, you need a hero fan. Librarians to... are notoriously bad at math, and he was throwing some numbers at me. So basically, what he told me is that David Lynch's father had a very long, successful career as a scientist in the United States Forestry Service, which may lead to uh, why uh, David Lynch would set a tv show in the american northwest where there are lots of trees Mm -hmm. but and he mentioned that the lodgepole pine there's something about the weight of the lodgepole pine and which is the like the main tree in twin peaks and i was like i don't understand and so then he tried to explain it to me and i still don't know if i understand but basically um in the forestry service uh, in the forest industry, like logging industry, the logs come to you and they're wet and they have to be dried out. And so they weigh a certain point when they're wet and then they weigh a certain point when they're dry. And he thought that that correlates to how Josie weighed a certain weight, like maybe around above 10. And then she lost about 65 pounds on the autopsy table I don't know, man. He he put in like a map for me and a chart, and he's, what's in the map? He's wood. On, he's on another level. He's showing Did me he... like this is like a logging facility, and he's showing me like where the logs come in. And is this the Packard plant? <laughs> it might be. Anyways, we need to come up with another level for Chris above Jeff Goldblum. We're gonna have to think about it. We'will get back to you, Wait, Hero. Chris. Was that like him? Wait, Hero Chris, was that like his like resume to get on the cast? Because Chris, you got the job, bro. Bro, you got the job. Also, write in, let us know, because I kind of prefer Chris Lingerie. 
Let us know, Let Chris. us know. Let us know, buddy. It's okay. Oh, Let my us know. Goodness. It's fine. Okay. This is a good, these are fun updates. I love it. We got... Uh, oh, by the way, he says, uh, yes, confirmed. The bookhouse does have a sign that says the bookhouse. Ah. He even included an image of, of the sign for me. The bookhouse. Of the bookhouse, yeah. Mm-hmm. The secret... Mm-hmm layer of the bookhouse boys is not so secret it's got a great big sign we also got one more email from someone named shelly is it shelly from the show i don't know but shelly has finally put to rest my my running theory that only people named chris listen to our show (laughs) thank you thank you very much shelly for emailing in she wrote us a very long email um, I'll just read some segments for you. Um, I'm so happy about these emails. She's been meaning to email us for a while. She's been a longtime listener. She picked up around episode four. She lives in Washington, very close to where Twin Peaks was filmed. Ooh. And her and her husband are big fans. And they like to go in the town to take hikes and see the sights, which is cool. Um, and she's the one who got her husband into Twin Peaks because she's a big nerd. Um, about David Lynch. She loves David Lynch. Um, and there was some spoiler dove stuff that I will not Ooh, read out to that you. That is why you man the emails. Yes, yeah, she got to. You. She got to see. This is not too spoilery for you, but she got to see a scene from the return return filmed, and she thought it was really cool. And I can see why she would think that's really cool. Um, Did she see David Lynch? Was he there? Yes, she got <gasps> to watch him direct. There are two birds banging outside Uh-oh. your window right now. Oh, no. Is it, is it the dove? <laughs> no, it's not the dove. Just two little, I don't know what kind of birds little those are, chickadees. but they were just getting it on. Well. Sorry, not to derail Shelly's email. It's just I was astounded by well, the, the beauty of okay, it. Okay, well. Try it happened. Avert your eyes. They're having a romantic moment. I think it happened already. It happened. With birds, it's really it's fast, quick. I think. It's yeah, it's, it's okay, oh, guys. You just saw the conception of a baby bird, probably. Spring. Wow. It's beautiful. And it happened when we were talking about David Lynch. (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean? mean? It's a mystery. Um, She's, uh, she's, she loves all the seasons. Um, We're coming up to her favorite episode, which is uh, 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 season two, episode 19. (gasps) Or, well, it's one of her favorite episodes. That's next fortnight. Yes, it's next fortnight. Um, and she she's some spoilery information about why she likes it. Here's some thoughts that she has. I agree Ben's Civil War plot is hilarious and haters gonna hate. Thank you, Shelly. She says, I have a love-hate relationship with James. I love to hate him. <laughs> uh, she also confirms that Squiggy is, um, is the guy with the medical equipment and the pine weasel. Um... She says, from day one of watching the show, I thought Harry was odd and weird. The forcefulness and weird sexy times are weird. Yeah. And she loves our theories about the ceiling fan. Um, I mean, it could still happen. (laughs) We don't know. Maybe she uh, loves them because they're spot on. She says, you guys have a really great show. I think that says a lot coming from someone who has watched the show many times over and listened to a few Twin Twin Peaks podcasts already. I love all the segments and Eric's theories, which is why I think The Notebook is such a cool prize. (laughs) Keep doing what you're doing. I can't wait till you get to the books and the return. I'm also interested in Same Team, y'all. Same Team, y'all, by the way, is the other podcast Mm -hmm. that Eric and I do together Mm -hmm. about ushering in a second era of good feelings. It's about how we are all on the same team, whether we're a Coop or a Truman. (laughs) 
Um, it seems right up my alley based on how you describe it. I'm gonna check it out. Take care. Thanks, Shelly. Shelly. Thanks, Shelly. Oh Shelly. my goodness. And you are entered to win a gift card and a button, but more importantly, the secret diaries. I love getting emails. I love hearing from our listeners. Yes. The two Chris's and the Shelly. And the Shelly. <laughs> Maybe we'll hear from some more listeners. It'd be great. Yeah. You can email us, same peaks y'all at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, should you wish, at at same team, y'all. By the way, feel free to give us a uh, a rating and a review like um, this person who gave us a rating and review on um, on iTunes. As we, you look it up. As, yeah, <laughs> as I kill some time while I look up the review. Um, you could give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate that. But of course, you know, rate with your heart. Give us the rating you think we deserve. Um, all right, here we go. This, this is nice. I'm gonna, oh, I'll find it. I'll find it. I had it. I had it and I lost this it. This is the point that if I was in front of a bunch of kids at story time at the library, what I would do just you start, do? How do I'd, you vamp? I'd just start dancing. No, I mean, no, this is what I do. I'd be like, uh, hey kids, uh, can you tell me, is it sunny out or is it windy out right now? <laughs> hey kids, how many clouds did you see in the sky? <laughs> I do that too at story time. I'll be like, they never let me outside, so you have to tell me what the weather is like, because I don't know. Tell me. Did you get blown over by the wind? Oh, my goodness. It's ha- it's a hard... T- I'm having a hard time finding it. Well, we can bring it up later, if you want. You, can, <laughs> you know, actually, I don't feel too bad, because I don't edit these ones, so... <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. Okay. Great. It's from trouble 619 for you. Ooh. Trouble for you. Trouble for me? Uh, I, for uh, for you. I, what, you. What kind of trouble? Letter you. you think it's bad trouble or like trouble? <laughs> I guess it's trouble for you, boy. Yeah, is it like Bob trouble or like Audrey trouble? <laughs> <laughs> uh, five stars. A great podcast. Eric and Tess have a really unique way of reviewing each episode. I always love this style of podcast where at least one person has not seen the show and to hear that person's reaction as each episode comes out is priceless. Five stars. Keep up the good work. We're priceless, Eric. Priceless. Priceless. So if you want to leave us a fun review on iTunes or however you're listening yeah. to this podcast, feel free to we, do that. Well, we enjoy we'll seeing read it those on the show. reviews and also it helps other people find the cast too. So it'll be helping us out a lot. It does. All right. You ready for the log lady? I, I am. Here you, she have is. Have you been channeling your log lady for this episode? You're holding your log right I'm now. I'm holding my log. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much does that weigh, by the way? <laughs> Wet or dry. <laughs> a beautiful thing about treasure is that it exists. It exists to be found. How beautiful is it to find treasure? Where is the treasure that when found leaves one eternally happy? I think we all know it exists. Some say it is inside us, inside us one and all. That would be strange. It would be so near. Then why is it so hard to find? It's so difficult to attain. Ooh. Damn, Very nice. I mean, I think that applies to this I episode. Think it does definitely too. does. So yeah, let's get into yeah. our segment where I recap the episode and Eric fills in with his color commentary. Oh, there's the highlighter. I got it's behind the, the mic. highlighter. I was checking. Okay. Bada bing. All right. So we enter. I thought this was flute music at first. 
But then it turns out to be kind of like a discordant jazz. I actually thing. thought it was a woman screaming at first. Oh. And so the camera starts on the deer. Yes, a, a bust of a deer, a taxidermy deer. And it, I wonder if Mr. Pinkle did that deer. <laughs> Tom or Tim. I don't know which one. <laughs> Highlight it. No, the, there was a belay that order. The um, But it starts on the deer and it pans down. And I thought that it was a woman screaming and I thought it was going to pan down onto the drawer pool is what I thought. Oh, see, I thought it was flute music and I thought we were going to get Wyndham Earl right away. But no, it's like a discordant jazz music. We see lots of books and we realize that we're in the book house. (laughs) And there's that lady. Is her name Jones? I think so. That's what we're calling her. Jones? Okay. So she's on top of Harry. I'm a little confused about what's happening, if I'm being honest. She takes out like some sort of elixir. Well, she doesn't just take it out. She takes her fingers and goes... (laughs) <laughs> right? She pulls it out of her, very, like, sexy Very sensually. Belt, and she, like, she gets some of this liquid and she puts it on Harry's lips. She puts it on her own lips. And then she puts it on her own lips. So I was confused. I didn't know, like, what it was. I thought maybe it was, like, some kind of hallucinogenic drug because yeah. then Harry starts to see Josie. see Josie and think that she's there in the place of Jones. But then if you were giving someone a hallucinogenic Hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic drug you would probably not give it to yourself also so i'm a little confused although maybe you have a very high tolerance for this drug and it just is like a buzz for you whereas know. like harry is like straight up seeing things i thought I it might have been like a an arousal stuff oh, you put it on a person's lips like a, an aphrodisia yeah and then they're like but then she pulls out the the is a piano wire or like yeah some kind of, and then she's the, gonna is choke a, him is it a garrot garrot What's the word? There's a word for that. No, is there a word for whatever that is? Garot. Garot. I don't know if the T is silent. Chris, um, hero Chris, can you help me out? <laughs> Garot. I don't know. Anyway, she pulls it out and he catches it with his thumb, though. He almost he almost died. Yeah, he's a he's a smart, he's quick quick thinking. And he uh, she tries to choke him and he fights. He straight up fights this beach. He's like punching her in the face. He like elbows <laughs> her right in the gut like twice oh, and punches yes! her in the face. It's He's fighting for his life. He is. He is fighting he is. for his life. I uh, I want to highlight the stuff on his lips. Okay. I want. I'm sensing the highlighter. Highlight the you stuff on it. his lips. Yeah. You got and it. And highlight just him fighting her too. You I've got, got it. A, I got a little something there too. All right. Um, I don't know what John Justice Jack Wheeler is doing. Yes. is He's like, it looks like an experiment of some sort. It makes me think it's scientific because he has his glasses on. <laughs> I think that he... Is it some sort of like hydropower? Th- what is it? My first thought was that he was dressed as Waldo. <laughs> sweater he's yeah, wearing yeah. <laughs> it's amazing and i was like i found him also found it's him. tucked into his pants who tucks the sweater can i tell pants? you for a while i used to tuck my <laughs> sweater into well my you pants. answered my question i didn't know i used to a man would be like why are you doing that i'm like i feel like a nice little swaddled baby <laughs> tuck those tuck that sweater right in my pants i feel all nice and tucked in i don't anymore though <laughs> Well, John Justice Jack Wheeler does, and I don't know what he's doing. But Audrey comes in; she's bringing him rooms, yeah. and she's flirting, hardcore flirting. She's with like him. doing like the hey, we uh, hey, hey. we at the Just Great Northern make sure your stay is enjoyable. At the Great Northern, we like to have sex with our clients. <laughs> okay, so that is basically what's happening. Yeah. She's flirting with him, and he's like, "Listen, beach." Test. If you're going to bring a hammer, bring a hammer, bring the nails. You better bring Oof. the nails. 
I thought that was intense. Like, that yeah. was extremely forward. He was like, you better be willing to start. Or you better be willing to finish whatever it is you're starting here. And I was like, dang. I'm actually really enjoying you like their this? scenes together. What? I mean, it is like, because they're, di- they're on a different kind of wavelength from you and I. And they're just like this really, like, intense, like, don't, don't play around with me. Mm-hmm. You know, don't play around. And he's like... He is, he I guess call, he's very he, no-nonsense he, serious guy. He kind of calls her out, too. He's like, be yourself. And she's like, I am myself. And I was like, oh, okay, I stand corrected, you know? And uh-huh. he's like, I think he's, like, how old is he supposed to be? I'm thinking, like, maybe, like, 20s. 20s. Like, he's in his maybe mid to late 20s. still in high school? And she's 18. <laughs> I don't think she's going to high school anymore. She's just a very busy girl. She's, like, working full-time yeah, at yeah. the Great I don't know. I like their scenes together. They're just very kind of, like, intense. And also, you know what? And I know that there's kind of, like, the... What's what's the phrase? Is it is it cult of the personality? It's like the the idea that like everything from Twin Peaks we now attribute to David Lynch, although a whole team of people worked on yeah. it. You know, but to I, include Mark Frost, exactly. the creator, yeah. And I don't know how much of it's there, but I mean, very beginning of the show, very sensual. All the stuff with uh, Truman, and then this little conversation about hammers and nails is very kind of a sexy episode right off the bat. Yeah. You know? And anyways, he says, we're going to have a flight at sunset and dinner for two. And they're going to bang. Like, that's what's going to happen. He says yes or no. Yeah. She says yes. yes. Wow. Harry's back. He's back. He's, he, after his fight with a woman, he's back. He tried to interrogate her, but she wants to speak to the South African consulate. Good luck, lady. Um, In Twin Peaks? Yeah. Speaking of a sexy episode, I love the exchange between Harry and Coop because Harry's like, why would Thomas Eckerd want me dead? And Coop says, sexual jealousy. Which really, you know, the all problems are sexual problems. <laughs> Dr. Jacoby, use that one. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Jacoby told us like very early on in this show and yeah. we just were supposed I to I like too to that him. Harry was like, mm, you know, yeah, I mean, you're right. I, at the end of the day, right? You know, he yeah. got it. Sexual jealousy. Um, Harry is very hungover. I, I mean, not only does he have all of the alcohol in his system, but whatever that is that she put on his lips yeah. too, like he's not feeling good and he needs a cure for a hangover. It is probably actually highlight. Well, we already highlight the stuff on his lips. Okay. Yes. I was about to give it away for free. I'm sorry. Okay. We gotta all right. wait. All right. Uh, Coop gives him a cure for a hangover and it's by talking about food that is really gross and that makes him throw up, which is actually... I mean, that's really, I mean, you're supposed to be getting the stuff out of your system, so it's not, it's not a bad uh, uh, strategy, Although, except for Harry, who's going to be doing a lot of vomiting. He's got to throw up all day long. And then, they gives, and then he gives him some Alka-Seltzer, which is nice. <laughs> um, a bonsai tree has yes. been delivered to the sheriff station, uh, uh, supposedly from Josie, but we find out later that it wasn't from Josie. It's so interesting, too, that Coop didn't, think that was suspicious well i mean i know it's supposedly from josie but yeah. i mean i don't know and also who was it to harry the, the harry i imagine because harry got a lot of bonsai trees around his house no but i don't know maybe it's because it's asian and josie was asian like they're putting could have come from hank <laughs> hank is was that he studied oriental, oriental. <laughs> philosophy or whatever i mean i don't know i just thought it was interesting that like no one like searched it you know yeah well doc hayward is there and he's there to tell them that Wyndham earl was at his house delivering the next chess move to yeah. donna 
and they're like, we better get our chess move out there. Uh, and then, and then Coop says, Harry, brace yourself because who should arrive yeah. at the Twin Peaks Sheriff Station but Gordon Cole? Gordon Cole. Everyone, a round of applause for Gordon Cole. Oh, slow clap. Yeah, slow clap Thank for you. Eric. Thank you, Mr. Cole. Thank you. Oh, Cole is here in person to deliver the classified portion of the Wyndham Earl dossier. And, um... That is when we find out that uh, we, the audience, find out that the bonsai tree is actually a listening device from Wyndham Earl. He's listening in to the to the activities going on in this office right well, now. Well, because Coop's been cheating, he says. So now he needs to kind of, in a way, cheat so he can mm-hmm. listen a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, Cole informs us that Wyndham Earl was on the same drug that Philip Gerard was taking to kind of repress the mm-hmm. mic part of his personality, um, and that he was faking his, his mental illness. Um... And uh, that he also worked on Project Blue Book, which there is a linkage there to Major Briggs, which yeah. uh, then we have like a fun talk about other things that the word linkage reminds him of. Uh, Gordon Cole, linkage reminds him Sausages. of breakfast. And then he was like, you know what that bonsai reminds me of? World War II, bonsai! And he screams into the plant, which is a really funny moment. Um, he's also here to reinstate Dale Cooper yeah. as an agent. It was in that easy. The Federal Bureau of Investigation. Is that yeah. is the is it over? Like the investigation? He gave is him over? his badge and his gun back. But wait, so. wait! All the stuff that happened that they need Coop. They <laughs> wait, need Coop. Wait, wait, wait. Slow, They need him. Slow, slow to it down. Track down wait, wait. Merle. Why did let's do a little bit of a, <laughs> let's do a little bit of a recap? Why did Coop lose his badge? Uh, because he was involved in uh, drugs and murder. Has that been resolved? I mean... I mean, is that case still? I guess so. But but Gordon can, like, supersede that. Or he's been given permission to yeah. supersede Because they it. need Coop. Because they need Coop to okay. track down I was just, very I'm, dangerous criminal. I was they trying to figure it out. That's pursue, all. Pursue, capture, and incarcerate. Thumbs up. Big old thumbs up. Right up in the face, too. That's a... That's a can I tell you, um, Freya's been giving thumbs ups. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I love that, it. Yesterday she got a little boo-boo on her thumb. So she got a big old thumbs up with a big old band-aid <laughs> sticking up in the air. Uh, it's good to have Cole back. It's good to have... This episode's been interesting because it's kind of like a a lot of things have happened. And now we're kind of getting back into the run of like regular Twin Peaks. Yeah. Truman's coming back. Coop's getting back with the FBI. You know, we're getting back into the run of things. Yeah. You know? Um. Wyndham World does a card trick. Mm-hmm. It's pretty magical. Yeah. Maybe he's a sorcerer. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> We're going to book him for our uh, summer reading program. <laughs> that would be a really disturbing <laughs> he's like, children's He's like, after this performance, there's going to be a 30-minute flute solo. <laughs> meow, meow. Followed by a murder. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by a murder. And Leo is like his, his assistant. <laughs> burping all over the place. Uh, essentially, um, he's got Donna... And Audrey and Shelley are his four, yeah. his queens, and there'll be a fourth queen. And whoever wins the Miss Twin Peaks pageant, he will kill in front of Coop. This is his revenge plot. Because he must watch as the king, Little Dale. Yes. Little Dale the king. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but Leo was looking at that picture of Shelley. I didn't catch that. Yeah, no. he was, there was like definitely some Wait, eye contact. Shelley from the show or Shelley who emailed us? <laughs> 
Shelly from the show. Oh, thank goodness. I was, I was really worried. Watch out, Shelly. She- Shelly, watch out. Oh, do you think Shelly's husband's name is Leo? Oh, my God. That's so weird. Oh, I hope not. I hope it's Gordon. Or is it, I was just about to say that. We'll, we'll get, get to we'll that. We'll get to that a little we'll bit. Get to oh, that. Boy. oh, boy. All right. So, um, Leo, though, he did look a little concerned for Shelly, yeah. I thought. Maybe I'm projecting. Maybe. I just saw him, like, wasn't he burping all over the place? Like, that's all I saw was I'm just like, burp, burp. Um, Donna tails her mom yeah. to the Great Northern. I am glad this mystery was not dropped. I thought that it was just going to be, like, a forgotten mystery, like Cream Corn Kid, you know? Donna's on the case. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in full detective mode. Um, by the way, Mike and Nadine are checking out of the hotel, and the concierge asks, "How is everything?" And Mike says, "Unbelievable." And she's like, "She's like sucking on that lollipop." This is a sexy episode. It's a very sexy. episode. I really wish that there was a scene that someone goes to the room and the bed is just broken, <laughs> like the bed, the bed is busted and it's all wrecked or like I hope that even if they, they like build like he goes what's this bill for and they're like it's for that bed that you guys <laughs> wrecked right? and then she's like looking on that lollipop and he's like it, it, was, it was worth it <laughs> it was worth, worth it, it. <laughs> um Fan, uh, fan fiction. Donna runs into Audrey, and she tells Audrey basically everything. Mm-hmm. And Audrey's like, well, is she here now? Because I have a cubby hole. I got a secret cubby hole. That we can listen yeah. on. And what we hear, and what the girls hear part of, is uh, Donna's mom, whose name is Eileen. And I don't know if we knew that before this episode, but Eileen is here to give Ben back some letters mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he wrote her. Um and he's like, you should keep them. I want to right all of my wrongs. I want to hold you again. Um, and then what the girls over here is he asks, uh, by the way, Donna's mom is like, no, I think this is a bad idea. Yeah. I'm not interested. Please get away from me. Uh, and then uh, Ben says, have you told her? And she says, no, and you mustn't tell her either. And Audrey's like, what was that about? And yeah. Donna's like, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. And then Audrey turned to Donna and she said, Eric, you should highlight that. <laughs> um, by the way, I was very surprised. They're having this conversation in front of a big roaring fire. Letters didn't go in the fire. I, that's what I, I My know. first thought is if you've got a stack of letters in your hand or a piece of paper and you're in a movie and you're in front of a fireplace, it's got to go in the fireplace. But it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Didn't go in there. Yeah, didn't go in there. Um... Cole also has a hangover cure for Harry. They're, by the way, they're all gonna go to the. They've all gone to the Double R Diner to get some food. It's so good to see Gordon Cole Ugh. and Coop back together. Like they're best pals. Love it, love it. Um, Coop back in his suit. Yeah. Did you miss his suit? I don't know. I kind of liked him in his like flannel gear. I, li- I was getting used to him in his like this is my sheriff outfit. It's like, but their their trench coat. It's like this is the standard issue. They have matching FBI outfits. trench coat. I love it. All uh, all FBI agents wear matching outfits. It's good to be back. You good know? to be back. Good to be back. Uh, Cole sees Shelly. Shelly from the show, not Shelly who emailed us. Although I'm sure Shelly who emailed us is quite a beauty. I could just tell from her email. Should should I? I probably shouldn't do the Billy Zane. <laughs> Let's all imagine Shelly really quick. Let's not do that. Let's to not her. do that to Shelly. We respect Shelly too much. But he sees Shelly Johnson. Yes. And he says, "That's the kind of girl that makes you wish you spoke a little French." Who's that? Yeah, he's like, it looks like the babe without arms. This is a Venus yeah, Demilo yeah, yeah. statue, and he's gonna go run some game on Shelly. So he gets up, he goes over there to flirt with her, and a miracle happens. A miracle, or perhaps a phenomenon. 
Gordon Cole can hear everything that Shelly says. Well, I'll tell you right now, as as and if we have any new listeners, uh, welcome. As a father of a young girl who is hard of hearing, that could happen because what it is, I think a lot of people often think that it's a it's a volume type thing, right? Mm. Like you can't hear above this volume, or you can't hear below this volume, I should say, and that's a part of it. But another part is frequency. For example, Freya can hear my voice a lot better than she can hear. Amanda's voice because Amanda's is higher than mine and mine is a little bit lower in pitch so in theory it could work that Shelly's is just that perfect frequency that Gordon Cole can hear it it could be and that's something is going on because he can hear her he even takes out his hearing aid and he says her by the way he does say do you see these Hearing aids, I've had them for 20 years. So now we have the answer to whether how long. he was born with hearing loss or whether he but like got st- it on We a- still don't know how he got it. We don't. Can you highlight that for me? I'm sure. going to do a little bit of, uh, uh, I'm going <laughs> to consult the tarot cards. <laughs> um, Coop is doodling yes. on a napkin. He's doodling like the scars. And this like plays into your prediction that the scars will somehow match up some way and and uh and create some sort of design he's also doing a little bird watching yeah um as Coop like is, we were just doing earlier. like we were just yeah, doing yeah. We, just, we just saw some chickadees um and then they're chatting with annie coop and harry and uh annie are all chatting and annie annie as we know is from the uh the convent she says She's been out of circulation so long, which I thought was like a cute library pun. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That we appreciate that. She's forgotten the social niceties, which you and I have conversations a lot about the like invented world that we live in. We and- just had a conversation about the invented <laughs> need for breakfast, lunch, and dinner right. in that exact order. Right. Well, one of our like the social inventions of our culture is that when someone asks you how you are, it's really more of a greeting and not like a genuine like inquiry into how you're feeling because she just starts saying like you know i'm feeling very disoriented because i'm coming from this like weird situation and then she realizes oh wait i'm supposed to just say fine um yeah i appreciated that uh coop tells her that he doesn't think she's strange at all and he even tells her a joke yeah and harry's it's a good one too yeah harry's like how long have you been in love with her? Which I thought was a cute role reversal yeah. for them. Because um, now Harry's like... Mm, I absolutely love all the scenes with Coop and... Annie? Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was this close. I was this close. Annie. Uh, I think they are just very cute together. And I get the added benefit of... I get to see Heather Graham some more. Yes, you love her. Uh, meanwhile, this is all going on. Cole is eating an entire pie and writing an epic poem about it. He's got it. like pie all over his face. He, he asked for a piece of paper and a pencil. so happy. Do we ever see that poem? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But um, I love the idea. Listeners, at the end of this cast... You and I are going to freestyle a poem about Pi and Shelley. God, I hope that's not true. Uh, It's happening. I'm putting a pin right in it. Right at the (laughs) very end. That's how we're ending it. Okay. Uh, Annie uh, looks down at Coop's doodle and she's like, oh, that looks like the design at the Owl Cave. And then Coop is like, I must go to the Owl Cave right now. I really like that. So this episode has been great because it's linking things together. All these separate kind of mysteries that are kind of coming together. And I thought that was a perfect kind of revelation because it makes sense that like if you lived in Twin Peaks you're like oh yeah that's the thing at the Owl Cave but it was Coop who thought to draw those two symbols together you Mm -hmm. know so it makes perfect sense you know 
Uh, Donna gets a postcard from James uh, in San Francisco. Next, he's going to Mexico. He's coming back soon. He loves So her. glad we heard from James because it's not an episode of Twin Peaks <laughs> without James. <laughs> Donna has a interesting conversation with her father. She asks her dad... Uh, how uh, how does mom know Ben Horn? And yeah. he's like, she probably doesn't know Ben Horn. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, well, he came to our house. And then he's like, oh, it was probably like a fundraiser thing. And then she's like, yeah. And then she went to the Great Northern this morning. And then he's like, oh, yeah, no, she told me at breakfast that they're working on something together. And then he has this really heavy sigh when the... Uh, when the flowers arrive. Yeah. I feel like Doc Hayward knows more than he's saying in this scene. I think that is a good thing to say. He was shady. He was <laughs> yeah. shady. Doc Hayward. We saw a library in this episode. Twin Peaks Library. Finally. I feel like we should have a high five for that library. I was yeah. waiting for it. And Audrey, it finally happened. Audrey's in the library. She's in the political science section. Well, she tells someone. I think it's, it's Billy Zane when she's like, <laughs> I, I had go, to go to the library I gotta today. Go, I got to go to the library today, <laughs> Billy Zane. I like, it's like, we could have sex, but I have to go to the library first. Um, yes. If you bring a hammer, <laughs> you better bring the nails. That is, like, this, like, I will, because what I like to do, I wake up and I kind of, I I got my little thing of oatmeal and I got my apple and I got my tea and I'm sitting there, oh, I'm going to watch this. And, like, it's just like a sensual episode you know what i mean it you was, weren't prepared for i it. was not like i wasn't prepared for billy zane to look into my eyes and tell me well i'm gonna bring a hammer i better bring those nails <laughs> uh anyway i was just doing some research about civil disobedience and she runs into Wyndham earl mm-hmm. in a uh, disguise. A super, totally convinced. <laughs> I love too because I had forgotten that he had sent the poems out, right? Yes. And I love that his plan because he's he's brilliant, right? He sends a poem and then he's like, "I'm going to show up as a poetry professor <laughs> and make you recite the poem I sent to you because I'm a lunatic." Uh, um, he is, and he's fun. smoking a pipe in the library, which is a big no-no. Not okay. He does some cool smoke rings, but still. Don't smoke in the library. There was another sir. character who did smoke rings. Oh, it was, it was Catherine. Mm-mm. No, who did smoke rings? It was uh, the chick that James Evelyn. It was, oh, Evelyn. it was Evelyn. Evelyn can do some smoke rings. So cool. Um, the poem is by Shelley, not the Shelley who emailed us, <laughs> but the famous like nineteenth century. Poem and not Shelley at the R and R. So many so Shelleys, swimming in Shelleys. We have a new segment about <laughs> Shelleys. Um, Top 10 favorite Shelleys. <laughs> Speaking of Shelleys, Shelley and Annie are having some girl talk yeah. back at the diner. Mm-hmm. Um, and Annie's saying, you know, like, yeah, I was isolated in the convent, but, you know, we had TV and newspapers and stuff. What's really weird is being around dudes again. Uh, you know, like that dude, Dale Cooper. What do you know about him? And Annie's like, and uh, Shelley's like, ooh, do you like Cooper? Yeah. And then she's like, no, I'm not interested at all. I don't know what you're saying. And I heard like, he does yoga. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I thought it was a cute little scene. I liked it. I actually really loved the inclusion of Annie in the show. Which, yeah. by the way, this is only the second episode, right? With Annie? Yeah. Yes. Second, yeah, yeah. It feels like. A lot more because because <laughs> because the way we do the we cast. take so much time yeah. in between. But episodes. um, it was it's really good. I think she's a great addition to the to the cast. 
uh, Andy is preparing to yes. go spelunking. Oh. And Lucy, Lucy, this is a sweet moment too. Lucy thanks him for helping out during the uh, weasel up, weasel uh, sequence in the last episode. Uh, unlike a certain dick we both know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then she asks him to be careful on his dangerous spelunking mission. I think she's really feeling Andy. What was the rope hooked to? I think the ceiling? Like, I mean, there's not a second level up I there. I thought that he was, like, maybe inside, like, the roof. Like, you know, like, well, you can be inside the ceiling, like... There's there's not, like, like if you stepped back from her desk, you're not going to look up and see, like, a balcony. Right? There's nothing up there. I don't know. It's a mystery. Should I highlight it? <laughs> um, I, I don't know if we should highlight that. Um, oh, actually, I do have a little something. Highlight the repelling equipment. Okay. Yeah. Something that occurred to me when I was uh, watching the show this morning. Coop and Harry are also preparing to do some spelunking. Um, but Cole, Gordon Cole, is not coming. Yeah. Because he's going to the doctor with Shelly. They're going to go talk to Doc Hayward. Uh, what do you think that's about? Uh, well, I think they're going to try to investigate why he can hear her and and not you know anybody who, else. You know who they should talk to about that, though? Who? Dr. Jacoby. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a sexual problem. Yeah, probably a sexual problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. John- ah, it's probably a sexual problem. Johnny Horn has yeah. an appearance. Haven't yes. seen him in a while. He's hunting buffalo. Great shot. By yeah. The way. Yeah, great shot. Great vocalizations as well, or maybe not so great. I don't know. <laughs> not so great costume. No. <laughs> ben Horn is. Um, he's he's talking to to Audrey, and he's saying he's doing this whole. Um, spiel about the Kennedy brothers. Yes. And he's like, when John F. Kennedy got into office, he brought his brother Robert, Mm -hmm. and I need a Bobby Kennedy to tell me. I need a number two. Yeah, I need people to tell me the truth about stuff, and I think you're my man. Mm -hmm. And time out. Did you guys need anything? (laughs) No. Okay. Time back in. (laughs) Are you gonna, because you edit these now, are you gonna remember that? No, I'm leaving it oh, in. I'm leaving it in, okay. <laughs> Say hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Sorry, my mother-in-law and our beautiful producer, <sighs> Brett Goldwasser, just came in. They took a nice hike in the rain, and they've arrived, and they're just kind of looking at us. Hey. So I was curious hey, if Brett, they needed anything. Brett, if you bring a hammer, you, you better, better bring the nails. He doesn't know what that is. Oh, no. Oh, never mind that. Never mind. <laughs> I thought my wink made it implied. <laughs> um, ben confesses he's been really awful. Uh, yes. And he hopes to one day be a father that his daughter can respect. <sighs> they have kind of a sweet moment. Well, because he says, I know I haven't been a good father. Yeah. And he knows he hasn't been a good person. Yeah. And she's like, well, when I was younger, you know, he goes, yeah. yeah. maybe when I was little. And he goes, yeah, I know. Uh, I've changed, you yeah. know? Mm. Well, time out really quick. If you guys want to take Rosie for a walk, she'd probably appreciate that. Just uh, throwing it out there. Time back in. All right. <laughs> Who are you timing out? If you're not editing these, why are you timing them out? For the, for the, that's for the listeners. Just so they know who you're talking to. Listeners, time out. Okay. Time back in. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, the sweet moment goes a little sour because John Justice Wheeler walks in ready to sweep Audrey off for their date. And instead, Ben is like, no, she's got to go on a plane for a meeting. Like, she's yeah. just agreed to be oh. my Bobby Kennedy. And now I'm sending her to a meeting in Seattle. What's ironic, she was going to go on a plane on a date. Now she's going on a business plane. That's what I, at yeah. first when he was like, I've got to get you on that plane. I was like, whoa, whoa, dad. Do you know what she's going to do on that plane? Because 
I gotta get you on this plane right away. He just gives her like a, a bag of condoms. He's like, go. Oh, I thought be you were free. gonna say nails. <laughs> Let me you better bring these nails on that some, plane. Something the research before the next episode. Oh. Did the phrase you better bring a ha- if you bring a hammer, you better bring some nails, did that exist as a sexy time phrase? I don't know. That was what Audrey's grandfather used to say, uh, according to John Justice. But Jack he probably Weaver. didn't mean that in a sexy way though, right? <laughs> Just the way they said it turned it into a sexy way. Mm, I don't know. Do we know what how long going on? Do we know I how long One Eye Jack has been around? We don't. Highlight the grandpa for me. You got it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yep, you got it. Um. So she leaves. She's off for her big meeting. Rosie arrives. Hello, little girl. Hey, Rosie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> No, don't blow any raspberries on my dog. She's all excited about her walk. Yeah. Whee! Okay, time back in. <laughs> um, so he's sitting, Ben Horn and Jack are sitting together in Audrey's absence. And uh, Ben says, you know, how do I be a good person? I don't, mm-hmm. I've just been talking to Bobby Kennedy about how I haven't been a good person. And I'm really interested in being a good person. What should I do? And uh, Jack Wheeler's like, well, you got to tell the truth. Truth is, yeah. truth is inherent to goodness. And also the truth is, the hard truth is that I'm falling in love with your daughter. Yeah. And Ben Horn's kind of like, he hands him a carrot. Which I love that he pulls the carrot out of his jacket like a cigar. So Ben Horn has apparently substituted his like uh, oral fixation on cigars with carrots, and he hands him a carrot. Like I think he think he approves of this union. I think he loves Billy Zane, (laughs) and he thinks he's a great uh, guy, and I think he's happy with the pairing. Yeah, Yeah. interesting. Yeah, Um, Harry Hawk, Andy Coop. Owl cave. Yeah. They, uh, Andy not wearing any rock climbing gloves. He's just climbing <laughs> with his. I mean, I know you can climb with your hands. It's, uh, sometimes I think they don't. They recommend that you. I guess because so. you can feel things better. He doesn't have like chalk on his hands. Or, I don't uh, know. Just, I mean, I don't. I don't spelunk. Look, they're not professional spelunkers. They're professional lawmen, and they're here to get down <laughs> to business. And uh, an owl. Does the owl attack them? The owl swoops. Well, they see the symbol. Yes. And then the owl swoops down and attacks, and it's Andy who's swings the pickaxe. He swings a pickaxe and, and it apparently activates some sort of mechanism yeah. and this petroglyph like comes out of the wall of rock. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Nice. Thank nice you. sound effects. Thank you. Um and then uh we flash away from there. We flash yeah. back to uh oh the Great Northern. Yeah. It's at the bar, and Annie is gonna go get a drink. Wait, wait, wait! Did, I don't know if this has happened yet. But did he say his line about a strange and wonderful place? He did. So this is this is the funny. I've talked about this. How <laughs> it's is, funny about being on this opening, podcast. Our opening. That's to how the our, our cast opens. I've been waiting for this line to appear because I was like, I don't think it's happened yet. So now right. we finally got so to the So now that you've heard it, what did you think? It's a good line. It's a, good it's line. a really good line. Good line to start a podcast. Yeah. Um. I. You know what? When he says it. I started to hear our theme music. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's the beginning of our podcast. Um, Annie's at the Great Northern Bar. Uh, she's served a rum and tonic because that's what ladies seem to like. 
Um, at the convent. Yeah, Coop, Or at least ramen or tea. Coop is, uh, he's talking to Diane, but then he sees Annie at the bar and he comes over. Are there some more birds outside the window? You're I'm like sorry. staring out the I'm window. I'm sorry. I just was like thinking about how like. like how that, beautiful Heather Graham is. Well, <laughs> those two birds that were banging outside. Like it was really for like two seconds. Like maybe like. Probably one second, and I got to see that. I don't know. It was just a really <laughs> nerdy. I, I got to experience Aren't you that. Glad you came over today. I am glad. I would have missed those two birds creating another baby bird. A man, you know, a magical moment, a miracle, or perhaps a phenomenon on this podcast. And miracles happen every day. Big deal, says the log lady. This yeah. pie is a miracle. <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong? Pie is a miracle. Uh, um, he. Coop goes over to talk to her, and he notices her scar again. Yeah, and they kind of start talking about it, and they she's like, "I don't really want to talk about it," and he's like, "Well, I'm there for you, girl. If you need me," and she's like, "Okay." She like hey, accepts girl. his offer of help. They even shake on it. They shake. It's a really cute scene, and I think it was handled really well as far as. Um... Like she was like, sure, I'll tell you my whole story, right? Yeah. Or she was like, and then she and she said, "I'm not ready to talk about it," you know. And we don't know yet either. No, you know? we don't. Ah, highlight it. You got it. Who's whose sister is she? <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. It's Norma's. Sister. Norma's sister. Got yeah. it. Okay. Wyndham Earl also is in the Owl Cave. Like, mm-hmm. he comes after all of these yeah. guys, and um, he notices that the symbol is supposed to be inverted, so he turns the mechanism... He's a smart guy. Yeah, he turns the mechanism upside down, which causes some kind of reaction, and then that's where we end the episode. A bunch of stuff starts coming down. Yeah. Like, you're at, um, like, Indiana Jones attraction at, <laughs> at Disney World, <laughs> and rocks are moving Ooh, all over the place. Sound it's a It's a very good cliffhanger because I guess we should highlight it to see what's going to happen to that cave, you know? All right. This is a, a very good episode. Oh, man. All right. Do you want to talk about... Oh. Oh, I was just... I'm so sorry. I know. What were you going to say? Did Winter all have repelling equipment? <laughs> we don't see it, but I imagine that's how he got he down must there. Have. Okay. Just... That was a quick question. Um, Unless he's found another way into the owl cave. Oh, Leo climbed and he hung on Leo's <laughs> shoulders Maybe. like a little spider monkey and he climbed on there. Okay. Let's discuss the so many mysteries. So many <laughs> mysteries. Mm. All right, let me see what I highlighted for you. Look at these beautiful... You know what? These, this notebook is something that I would love to own. <laughs> Unfortunately... Can you, I'm not going to email it. Can you imagine? <laughs> After three years of a contest running, it's like, I won it, guys. <laughs> um, you... Did you have a theory about the substance that was on Harry's lips? Yeah, I think you're right that it's something to do with... Uh, it could be probably some kind of like... Uh, something to make him hallucinate, right? I mean, I don't know why she put it on her lips, too, mm-hmm. other than she gets, like, a heightened... She wants him to be confused. She gets, like, a heightened sense of the kill or something like that. Or, it's a chapstick. <laughs> she 
she was like, that's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Let me take care of that for us. I mean, Harry's probably extremely dehydrated after drinking all of that liquor. <laughs> she looked at those lips and she was like, nah, boy, nah. <laughs> I'm going to put some chapstick right on that. I'm going to do some right on me too. And we're a little bit better now. We're better. <laughs> chapstick. Mystery solved. <laughs> Fine. I'm checking it. Check it Check. off. That one's Check solved. it off. We all solved right. it. Um... Did you have a theory about Harry fighting her? Harry fighting, yes. I think if... What was her name? Jones? Mm-hmm. That's she, what we're calling her. <laughs> I have a theory that if she hadn't appeared to try to kill him, I think Harry today and maybe next week and the week after that would still be in the bookhouse. And I think he would drink himself uh, to death. I think he would die. You know, and it'd be a very sad in story. In a way, she saved his life I by do. trying to kill him. I think by her... It brought back his hairy instincts. And he was like, I'm going to stop it with my thumb. I'm going to elbow this woman in the gut. I'm going to elbow this woman in the gut. I'm going to punch her in the face. And it brought him back. It snapped him back to, hey, Josie's gone, but I still got, I got a life to live for. I'm not ready to die yet. And I think her attacking him brought him back. And how many, has it only been one episode since he's been like in the buckhouse drunk, you know? And so even though it's been one episode and it probably feels like it's probably been what? A day or two, maybe. Yeah. You know, not more than that. I think if she hadn't of attacked him, he would still be in there much longer. And that's what brought him back to putting the sheriff gear back on. I'm back on the back, back on the, the saddle. Case. Yeah. Back so, on the case. Oh, quick question. When yeah. he came back, in the time between Gordon Cole reinstating Coop, when he came back, did Truman become the new sh- the sheriff again real yeah. quick? I okay. think so. Yeah, like yeah. we just traded it real yes. quick. Okay. Yeah. 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 Little, went back to little, being a deputy. Little logistics, logistical question. Um, do you have a theory about what Ben Horn thinks Eileen needs to tell Donna? I think Ben is Donna's daddy. I think that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Ben had a little tryst with her. Oh, I've got two theories. Either Ben is Donna's dad, and that's what they need to talk about. And that's what those letters are. They're like love letters. Or they're letters like something else, you know? And this either happened... We don't... Do we know how long Doc Hayward and what's... No, no we don't. So it either happened while they were together or it happened before. We don't know the whole timeline yet. I think that's either it. Well, Donna and Audrey were both in high school together, so... Oh. Right? Are you... Are I'm you, just you're saying. Not, you're not, no, we saw le- them in high school together. Where's, who, where's Shelly's mom? Oh dear! Do you think they're all related? I'm. Th- well, Shelly's a little older than them, but that Shelley's we don't no, know no, who no, her no, mom oh, is. Where's Audrey's mom? Where are all the moms at? <laughs> That's what I'm asking. Where are all the moms? Where's Where's Audrey's mom? We saw Audrey's mom very briefly in the episode where uh, Ben and Jerry That's eat right. sandwiches right. together. Okay. Well, um, but we have not seen her since. I think Ben is Donna's dad okay and eileen Mm -hmm. eileen hasn't told um hasn't told donna this and that it's a secret and i think doc hayward may know because ben doesn't have the best reputation in town or i think ben might be involved with why eileen is in that wheelchair maybe and i don't know why it's like have you told her yet i don't know exactly where that's going but there's a secret there and i think they're in those letters and I didn't. I forgot to have you highlight this, but to go off of that, remember when Billy Zane told him you gotta tell the hard truth first? Uh-huh. I think what this mystery is is gonna be resolved in the next episode, and he's gonna tell the hard truth to Donna or to some. The secret's gonna be out in the next episode. Put a pin in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Prediction from Eric. 
Do you have a theory? Prediction on- with great diction. <laughs> you do have great diction. No, I don't knock it off. <laughs> no, you know. Um, do you have a, uh, a mystery that you want to talk about, about Cole's hearing in the last 20 years of him wearing hearing aids? So we now know he wasn't born with hearing loss. Right. And something happened. We don't know exactly what yet. Unless. He had a condition that deteriorated over yeah, time. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's we a possibility. We don't know. Would it be... But he's only been wearing hearing aids for the past 20 Would years. Would the dove attack if I asked you if it's ever brought up again? Um, you probably shouldn't tell me this. Okay, I won't tell you. Yeah, I was about to say you probably shouldn't. Um, I, I like to think in my headcanon that it happened... Ooh, oh, okay. Here's the headcanon. <laughs> Is that Gordon Cole was in love. Okay. Some stuff went down. His heart was broken. And that's why he started losing his hearing. Whoa. And now upon <gasps> falling in love again, his hearing, at least he can hear her. Oh, and that's snap. the linkage. That's what I think. Oh, snap. That's my headcanon until it's proved otherwise. Beach. That's a good theory. That's I my like headcanon. <laughs> until you can prove it otherwise. <laughs> Um, let's see what else I got here. Oh, Andy, uh, <laughs> spelunking gear. Yeah, actually, not necessarily a, a, a total prediction, but more of a why do we have spelunking equipment? The big thing about this show has always been like, what is Twin Peaks like when it's a sleepy town, right? Because all we've seen is this exciting town where people are getting murdered and things are happening and owls are flying around. And there's ghosts or demons or uh-huh. and there's kids with cream corn in their hands <laughs> walking the streets. I think. They have the repelling equipment in case kids fall in the cave. Oh, that's a great, yeah. that's a great theory. So I like, like I think sleepy days, they're probably handling what a cat in a tree, a drunkard, you know, going down the street. They got to get them probably some people doing some illegal poaching or fishing and kids falling down the cave. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a theory about Audrey's grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, this is it. Did Audrey's grandfather... Create the original building that became One Eye Jacks. Ah. Uh, and it was an old timey. And he passed it down to Ben. Old timey. Like a saloon. Saloon's about a brothel. I don't like saying this. A house of ill repute. Thank you. I was going to say the uh, you know the other kind of house. Rosie, how was your walk? Hmm? <laughs> and so did did old Grandpa Hart. <laughs> Hey. It's time for a snack. Rosie has to eat a snack after she goes out. Everyone listening, I will tweet out a picture of my dog, Rosie. Follow us at same team, y'all, if you want to see a picture of Rosie. <laughs> Did Grandpa Horn... Time back in. <laughs> oh, we back in. Oh, thank you. Did Grandpa Horn create the, the house? The old-timey one-eyed jacks, you know? Mm. Mm. An interesting yeah, theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a theory about Annie Scar? Andy Scar. Oh, yeah. I think, and I don't know the specific details, I think the reason, I think the Scar were to assume is from a suicide attempt, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And I think it might have to do with her mom. Because we know that there's some issues there between her. Norma doesn't get along with the mom. Annie doesn't get along with the mom. I think something happened there. And we don't know the full story. Um, And I think it led to when she 
she joined the convent. Thank you. Well, when, when she tried to commit suicide, that she joined the convent afterwards to like clear oh. her head. Yeah, I don't think it happened in the convent. Oh. I could be wrong. I don't think Whoopi Goldberg was there. <laughs> I don't know why I keep going back to Sister Act. Probably just because <laughs> of the nineties. Like the greatest movie about nuns. That's ever. probably the, the only movie I know about nuns. Actually, you know. Um, Wyndham Earl at the Owl Cave and the reaction that he caused. <sighs> The cave is opening some kind of a secret door or something. I think I think a cave is opening up. And what is in there? I think what is in there is the White Lodge. Ooh. It's in there. The White Lodge. The White Lodge. And he's oh trying to get to it because he knows things. Oh, my goodness. Are those all of our mysteries? Do you have any others? Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as a no. <laughs> That's a big no. Alright. Well then let's Eric get just into... had a stroke. Oh god. Pray for Eric, everybody. Oh. Since you thought some prayers say Eric. Um let's get into our quotable quotation of the episode. Gordon Cole quote did you Thank choose? You, got it. Oh, <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. He I is know. The best. Very nice. Okay, can you do me a favor? Can you read this line to me? <laughs> Would you like some pie? Massive, massive, massive quantities and a glass of water, sweetheart. My socks are on fire. <laughs> That's a great one. Thank you. Oh, I love it. So massive. many. When he comes on massive the show, he's basically quantity. like a quote, a quote champion, a quote. <laughs> He brings the quotes with him. He is. My favorite Gordon Cole, Cole episode was, or uh, quote of the episode was, um, the word linkage reminds me of sausage. Never cared much for the links, preferred the patties, but breakfast is a real good idea. So funny. You're right, Gordon Cole. Breakfast is a real good idea. I, I almost went with a more serious one from Ben, because, you know, I like the whole Ben Horn turning. I, yes, you the, do. The thing with him and his daughter. It's hard to... Anyway. I thought you would love that daddy-daughter moment between them. Daddy-daughter moment between Ben and Audrey. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> How many episodes It's hard. Been? It's hard to keep track of them all. I understand. Oh my, so many faces. So many faces. <laughs> that, that so is, many no, no, that is uh, so many faces in our next segment where you show me <laughs> random faces and I see if I can kind of name who they are. So many faces. Tess, who? We should play, we should play like a game of Guess Who with like the Twin Peaks character. Oh, that's gotta exist. I love. I don't think it does, but we should make it exist. Does do they? I don't know. <laughs> do they, I don't know. Did you have a question for me? Yeah. Do you have an MVP? Of course I do. Actually obligated to have an MVP. You must have an MVP. So should we say our MVP at the same you time? You know what? I, <laughs> I should tell you, I wrote this person down, but then I... I oh, did you change it to someone else? That's bo- okay. Both names are there. Okay. Should I go with my gut or go with my... How 
I'll go first, and then you Here. can say No, yours. we'll say it okay. at the same time. You ready? Shazam! <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay. Have you seen the Shazam movie yet? No, I haven't. It's just, I just like saying it. I just say it at random times during the day. I haven't seen it yet. I, it looks funny. Okay, you ready? Our ready? MVP is it's Gordon Cole. Cole. Yeah. My runner's-up was Ben Horn, because he really is trying to turn a leaf. And it's hard... Can you imagine, like, it's hard to admit your mistakes, but imagine, like, you've got your daughter who's, you know, almost out of high school, and you go, I've been a bad dad. Yeah. I've been a bad dad, and I've been a bad person for the past 10 years. Or more. Or more. Yeah. Having said that, we don't get Gordon Cole all the time, so we have to give it to we him. We gotta get to Gordon Cole. he's call. just, also, that scene with, with Shelly. With Shelly, Yes. I will give. I was gonna give a runner up to Shelly actually because I really like her in this episode, and I was thinking about how in the last episode you were like, "Can we just have a moment?" Because Shelly is finally like free of these horrible men in her life, and like this, this is this is that episode where she's. I mean, like the whole episode, she seems so like carefree and like she's having girl talk. She's trying to get this strange man to stop yelling in her restaurant. Like, I just thought it was a really sweet, like, episode for Shelly, and um, I like how she's very nice to Gordon, even though he is yelling at her and trying to tell her that there a miracle has occurred, and she's responsible for it. I'm just thinking, I put myself in Shelly's shoes, and I was thinking, if this, if this, if Gordon Cole walked into my library and started yelling at me that I've performed a miracle, I would probably be like... You would be filling out a security incident report is what you would be doing, you know? But Shelly is very sweet and understanding with him. And she even goes to the doctor with him. I'm hoping that... Prediction? That I, I don't know if they're going to become a couple or not. I don't know if it's an age thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, age... What's an age, right? It's a number. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just a state of mind. It's just a state of mind. But I mean, I don't know. It was just really... You could see it on his face. You know, I can hear you. It's so sweet. It's so interesting because he can hear her, but apparently he can't hear his own voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's yelling. He yells his own voice. So yeah. her frequency of her voice matches his own, or matches his ears better than his own voice. Wow. I don't know. Where, I don't know. It's a strange and wonderful, <laughs> it's going to be a strange and wonderful journey. I don't know. It's going to be amazing. Um, uh, but anyway, that was a great scene. Uh, hey, Eric, how many fish fish in a percolator did you give, give this episode? You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. Is that not a thing with our fish? Do we not <laughs> alternate every letter, every other word? Hey, oh! hey Rosie. Rosie girl. 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 That was her giving her a uh, review of that. Just one fish. <laughs> one fish. Gave it one fish. Um, I give this five fish in a park later. Phenomenal episode. Um, I don't... It is... I don't want to say a return to form, but it was that perfect mix of goofy, cozy, creepy. Like, it starts mm-hmm. and it's real scary, right? There's a guy that's been knocked out, maybe dead already. She's attacking him. She's on him, seducing him. All kinds of creepy stuff is going on. And then you can turn the corner and something really silly happens. You yes. Know? Yeah. Classic Twin Peaks. 
I'm also going to give this episode five fish and a percolator. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know what? That is the perfect score, and I wouldn't say this is a perfect episode, but it's great. It's freaking great. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Tess, perfection's an illusion, right? So, <laughs> perfection's an invention, yeah. So, invention. I mean, but if five just means great, this was a great, this was phenomenal episode. a great episode. freaking yeah. episode. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love, I love Gordon and Shelly. I love uh, getting the gang back together, the, like, crime-fighting team of, like, Coop and Cole and Harry and Hawk and Andy. I love... Uh, Wyndham Earl's stupid disguise. <laughs> well, I'm starting to really, I'm starting to really enjoy Wyndham Earl actually as a bad guy because I like the idea that he. I mean, Bob was always kind of sneaking around and like you know you didn't know he was there, but like Wyndham Earl's more of like a like we see all the. From the beginning, we see him sneaking. Bob, we didn't even know existed. You know, really from the beginning. You know, so this has been. An episode yeah. of St. Peaks, y'all. A great episode. A gr- five out of five episode, I think. <laughs> five out of five. Uh, thank you, friends, so much for listening and for sending us emails. We very much appreciate it. Uh, like Tess said, if you enjoyed this, please consider giving us a review or rating us on whatever you're listening to us on. Um, and what are other things? Oh, if you want to email us, it yeah, is... Yeah, samepeaksyall at gmail.com. Cool. You can write anything you want in the email. I am manning the email, so if you have spoilery things yeah. to say, go ahead and say them. That's okay. And if you just want to send us an email like once per episode just to get your raffle in there, you totally can. Fine. You don't have you to don't... come up with new things to say. Exactly. You don't have to write us a whole letter. If you want to write us a letter, we will certainly be yeah. so happy to read it. But if you want to just say, enter me in the contest, please... That's okay, too. Or maybe you could send us some of your favorite Twin Peaks quotes. Yeah. Just send me an email with, yeah. breakfast is a real good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> if you've listened to the episode, if you want to send us a quote, that's that's a good one. Or if you want to send us fan fiction, that yes. sounds really great, We would too. be really into that. Or some fan art, whatever. Yeah. Or a fan. Because <laughs> it gets warm while we're recording sometimes. That's what I'm joking. Uh, boy, someone just handed me some coffee. And it is... <laughs> he burned his tongue. He can't speak. <laughs> Ooh, this coffee's hot. H O T. H O T. Socks are on fire. <laughs> Tess, do you remember we made a promise halfway through the cast? Oh, God. Okay, it's time for us to come up with this pie slash love to Shelly poem. Are you ready? Okay. We're going to go right on your paper. There's five lines to this poem. Five One, lines to two, the poem. Okay. Three, four, five. It goes me, you, me, you, me. Or do you want the three? Do you want the three or the two? I want the two. You want the two? Okay. Okay. Me, you, me, you, me. You ready? Yeah. Okay, here's the first. We're going to go line and then you line and then me line. Okay. It's about pie and Shelly. Okay. So red the cherries of this pie. So crumbly the crust. Tasting pastry between my lips is not the only thing I would like to do with my lips. Bring a hammer. (laughs) And you better bring some nails. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a high five. Oh, Oh, that was epic.